Welcome back to Fund Your Future with DRS. This week, we're talking about debt reduction and kind of methods for being able to tackle debt. Obviously, a lot of Americans have debt. And so it's really the, the first step is looking at what you owe. So you can have all kinds of debt, whether it's credit cards, car loans, student loans, a personal loan, mortgage debt, um, or even gambling losses. Uh, so it's really important to know just obviously what you owe for each credit card. Does does debt scare you as a, as a subject? Like, is it something that like keeps you up at night or or has it kept you? I, that might be too personal of a question. Yeah. Has, <laughs> has it kept me up at night? Um, yeah, a little bit. I think it's that fear of going into debt. So some people will avoid credit cards altogether yeah. and only go with just a debit card or just straight cash. They avoid credit. But of course, we know that it's it's somewhat important in society to have some credit cards because it helps you build that credit score. That was sort of my experience after college. I had grown up in a family that debt was not something that we like talked about or, or took on. And I didn't have a credit card at all through college. Like I avoided all of the people handing out, you know, w- when you're when you're new to school or when you're 18, people are just like giving you more credit than you probably yeah. deserve, deserve or can easily Yeah, or pay you off. go to any department store yes. and they're like, hey, you can save 20% today by signing up for this department credit card. Yeah, that, that was one of my first experiences with, yeah. a, with a credit card and then forgetting to pay it off. Yeah. Uh, the first time and then like, oh, oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not realizing like how this works or you're in the process of moving and you forget to update things. And yeah, it, it can feel a little bit, I think, overwhelming at times uh, when, when folks are dealing with debt or to, I used to work with a, a person who was like in that same vein of not going to have any credit cards, only going to use a debit card. And it worked super great for her. Like it was yeah. a system that was in place. And I think once again, kind of as a theme of our podcast is, is that personal finance is personal and you can't really judge what one person is doing or one person's experience up until this point. But I think not just putting your head in the sand about debt is really right. important as well. I think that's how a lot of folks can get themselves in trouble is you wake up one day and realize you have $10,000 that you need to pay off or 20000 or $100,000 or right, what, whatever. What, yeah. whatever the amount is. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the the main message today in this episode is that we want people to to be able to take those actionable steps to tackle their debt. And it's important not just to ignore it and hope that it goes away, <laughs> but to take take those really small steps. So it's kind of part about like looking at what you owe mm-hmm. and then also the interest rate. Yeah. How, do, you, do you want to how, talk, talk a little bit about that? Yeah. How much you're paying. And like, I think at least in my experience with credit cards, it's not always obvious. It says, you know, how much you have to pay uh, right. e- each month, your minimum payments or, or whatnot. But like how they calculate that number, or how much I'm going to have to pay next month if I don't pay it off right. isn't necessarily super clear. And so, yeah, knowing like what your credit limit is and how much you can pay on a card is something also to pay attention to. But I think that that APR, and, and you had to educate me on what that even stands for, uh, because it, I see this number when I look at credit card offers or if I'm looking at my own credit card or credit cards, I guess, uh, a- APR, the annual percentage rate. Mm-hmm. So what is it going to cost me if I have this outstanding 
debt over the next year? How much am I going to get charged? And one of the ways I often think think about this, and maybe it's because my mind is always more on the investing side of personal finance, but it's like it's compound interest in reverse. Like you're True. you're you're paying this amount instead of having it paid to, to you. you. <laughs> yeah. And so that's you know another uh, another way to think about that. And I think when you when you have multiple debts, uh, thinking about how much do I owe on each of those debts and how much is the rate of each of those debts? Because that can make a really big difference on what debt you want to tackle first. Yeah. And if you're really wanting to buckle down and, and pay off debt, um, there are all sorts of different strategies out there on how to do that. And I, I don't think anything is necessarily right or wrong, but it's coming up with a plan and, and figuring it out. I know I'm, I'm glad you brought your laptop for this one because yeah. we, we uh, want to talk about some examples of like how to just figure out like how long could it take to pay something off and and you you've got a website pulled up that might be helpful to, to yeah remember. so credit.com has tons of tools but the one we particularly love is this for this topic is the credit card payoff calculator so you can go in here and put in your credit card balance so if I have a credit card balance of ten thousand dollars and then I'm going to put in my interest rate or my APR percentage rates. So let's say it's 15%. And it says that my the minimum monthly payment on that would be $225. So with those statistics, it says you will be debt free if I start paying, you know, today. You will be debt free by April of 2028, so it's about 5 years but I would end up paying um, about $14,000 total. And that's on a $10,000 credit card balance. And that's right. if I'm not putting anything more onto that credit card. <laughs> that's a really good You point. just shut down the credit card. You do not use it at all. But I think what we really want to stress, again, it's like kind of taking those small steps. So credit cards have this monthly minimum payment. But I think if you can just pay just like a little bit more than the monthly payment is a good way to start tackling that credit card debt. Mm -hmm. um, so in this example, I've got a $10,000 credit card balance. My APR is 15%. So if my monthly payment's $225, but let's see if I increase that to say $400 a month, then it says I would only, I would be debt free in about two years and only end up paying about $12,000 total. So you, you cut the amount of time in more than half. Right. And the amount. So, I mean, you, you didn't even double the minimum payment in that in that scenario, right? Um, I guess I did. Yeah. It was 225 and I increased it to 400. Yeah. So not even quite double, but then, you, quite double. then you're cutting the time uh, in half and more, you're reducing the total amount you have to pay significantly. And I, I think one of the things when we, when we talk about debt, we oftentimes are focused on credit cards because it's just an easy example. People have lots of credit cards uh, th throughout their life. And, you know, as, as we're talking about, you might start when you're 18. But this, the same sort of thing applies for a car loan or for a mortgage where you can, you can do these sorts of projections of, yeah, you're paying the minimum amount, but what would the difference be if you paid a little bit more, if that would make you a little bit less scared or make you able to sleep at night a little bit easier Yeah. to, to look at your total debt picture. And that's where the, that uh, APR can become really important to know for all your different loans or debt amounts. I, I think sometimes 
we, we describe things differently. Like a debt seems like scary and a loan seems like more normal. Mm. And, and I don't know if that's marketing or, or, psycho- <laughs> or psychology, but, but I think, I think so. oftentimes when we think about loans, it's like you're using it as a tool. You're, you're, you're getting something out of it where, where debt feels like maybe something that was extravagant or like may, maybe something I didn't necessarily need. But yeah. um, I, don't necess- I, don't, I don't necessarily think we should think about them differently. It's just it's money that you owe and how you pay that off. Uh, there, there's any number of different ways, whether you, you pay it off right away and you just take it as like a, a quick cash advance, right. <laughs> sort of using a credit card, um, like a, a short term interest free loan if you're paying it off in advance um, or if you're going to pay it off over a number of years or, you know, in the case of homes and mortgages, decades. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really just for people, it's about kind of obviously knowing how much you owe and, you know, even if it's just writing down on a piece of paper, okay, I have three credit cards with this much debt. Here's the percentage rate. And here's kind of my my goal of taking steps towards towards paying it off, whether it's more than the minimum balance. And one of those things we were talking about is looking at the interest rate or the APR rate mm-hmm. of each credit card. And I did this a couple years ago too. So a couple years ago, my, my husband and I were both out of a, a job for some time and we'd racked up some credit card debt and we decided to kind of focus most of our funding towards the card that had the highest interest rate. I think I had two cards that were under 10% and the other one was a 15 or 20% interest rate because it was an an airline's (laughs) credit card. They they were encouraging you to spend, yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's the other important part to mention too is that these... uh, credit cards that have all these great offers, like airline companies, they can have really great rewards, but you also have to really pay close attention to that to that percentage rate. So so anyway, that's what we did was kind of look at the, the card that had the highest interest rate and put most of our extra funds that we had mm-hmm. towards that card first. And then I physically took the credit card out of my wallet and put it in my closet <laughs> so I wouldn't be tempted to use it. And then also went online and sort of looked at some of those auto payments that were coming through, whether it was, you know, Netflix or the car insurance to basically make sure that at least for the highest interest rate credit card that I wasn't using that one at all. If yeah. I had to put something on a credit card, maybe it could go on to the credit cards that had the the lower interest rate. So I think that's it's a good strategy. And it still took us a little bit of time, you know, six months to a year to be able to kind of like find new jobs, pay off our credit card debt, kind of get back to uh, ground zero, if you will. I, I, I've, I've, got, I've got lots of questions for yeah, you sure. about, about, about that. Like, how did you decide on that strategy as well? Like, I mean, I, I, it sounds to me like what you did was like probably the most mathematically optimal, but it might have also been intimidating to pick that card over or or you could have suffered from just decision paralysis and not chosen any car, well, like like trying to figure out what was absolutely right. Like, why why did you go that direction? That was probably the one that had the biggest balance because it was an airline credit card. Yeah. So on a regular basis, I I liked using that credit card to put all my bills onto that credit card because then I get all these points yeah. for the airline miles. But then all of a sudden when we weren't able to make the the full payments or the, well, I mean, at least the minimum payment, but not the full payment. Yeah. Then I was getting these huge charges every month on here's how much, you know, 
interest that we're charging you. Right. I guess it was it was because that one had the largest balance and then it also had the largest interest rate. Yeah. So it, it was really costing you the most. Yes. And so it was the In way. interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was the way to sort of kind of back to our earlier conversations about just looking at your overall budget. Right. Like if, if folks are in debt and especially in, in, in credit card debt, that's sort of a line item on your budget. Like you, you might not necessarily think about it that way, but the amount you're paying in interest is something like you're paying for food or paying for your utilities. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. interest payment. I think that what, what you said makes a lot of sense to me. I know um, when I have when I've talked to people about debt or um, kind of read things about people's different strategies, what you're describing to me sounds like the, the debt avalanche method where you, you think you grab the thing that is costing you the most, the, the highest interest rate, and right. pay that off first and get it out of the way. And I've, I've seen a lot of people be successful in that way because it then frees up money more quickly. You, yeah. you, you, you get that paid down. But I've also seen other folks do what's referred to as the debt snowball method where they start with the smallest payment because it's like it's more I think psychological. It's like mm-hmm. oh I've got $1000, $5000 and $10,000. I'm going to pay off that $1000 cuz then it's done. And like you said you could hide the credit card, you could also cut the credit card up or I I remember I don't know I don't know if this was something that was done like in my childhood for real, but I remember hearing these stories of people like putting their credit cards in blocks of ice. Yes, like, I've okay, heard that too. Okay, okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure if I made it up or I've heard that too. I I mean, I guess if you're really tempted to use that credit card, I think nowadays with people doing more online yes. spending, yes. it's it's almost harder because, you know, my computer has all of my credit card information saved. My Amazon account has my credit card information saved. So if I want to physically stop myself from using that credit card, then I have to go into my Amazon account. You know, I can't just cut up my credit card and stop using it. Yep. I have to go into my Amazon account and say, like, remove this credit card. I have done that uh, in, in trying to make things a little bit more challenging or trying to be a little yeah. bit more intentional in spending. But yeah. it is, you're right, it, it's hard. I, I, I remember I forgot about this until we were talking. I've known a couple of people in my life who had their credit card numbers memorized. Oh, sure. Which which makes sense if you're using yeah. it frequently. But yep. like that then, like, how, how do you get that out of your head? Like, <laughs> you, you, can't, you, you just have to be very intentional and say, okay, I know the number, but yeah. I'm not going to use this. <laughs> credit card because I'm trying to pay it off. Yeah, you need like the men in black, like light in front of you, like zaps your brain, right? And, like, just selective <laughs> memory reduction or something. But yeah, that's, yeah, I think that is something to think about is like, when you're when you're tackling debt, what are those strategies that you need to put in place to help prevent from ending back up in the same place? Yeah, like you like you were describing, I think that's a great example of like, the challenges of life going up and down. And yeah. I think for, for a lot of folks who would kind of be in our normal uh, normal audience, we, we tend, most folks in, in government settings tend to have more of a stable income, but not everybody. Totally. You know, there's lots of folks who work in parks or um, seasonal sort of work. And that sort of up and down can make it much easier to, or maybe not easier, but more necessary to rely on credit cards to get you through leaner times. And then Having a strategy to get get those paid off after the fact, I think, is is really important. And that's one of the things I really just wanted to stress as we talked about this is like that credit isn't necessarily good or bad. Kind of in the same way, like we we talked a little bit about loans and and kind of the perception that comes with whatever word you choose to use mm-hmm. with, with debt or or credit. 
but that it can be a tool for, for folks. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit about rewards and other things that you can take advantage of, but, it, but you also need to use those tools responsibly. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, examples or anything else that you wanted to make sure we hit on? I, I feel like we, we hit most of the main subjects, but I know we had a few closing items that we wanted to make sure we reinforced. Yeah, I think like we said, it's just really about taking those small steps and, and knowing what you owe, whether it's using something online to hold all of your, your accounts together and, and being able to see that either on paper or in the, in the digital world. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the one thing that maybe we didn't touch on that I just wanted to make sure to mention is like one of the reasons we're talking about this and like we're Department of Retirement Systems and people are like, well, why is debt associated with retirement? But it's oftentimes I've seen and read when people pay off debt, they then don't know what to do next. Like you've got this savings. I, I built these habits up. I freed up that money I was spending on interest. Monthly, yeah, monthly payments. On, yeah. yeah. And now what should I do with that? And, yeah. and from a, you know, a retirement perspective, that's when you think about, well, could I start an emergency fund? Could I start a college savings account? Could I put a little bit more money into my DCP or my, my retirement savings Definitely. Accounts? And so I, th- I think it is really related. I think especially we, we've heard a lot lately from folks who they're not ready to start saving for retirement because they're still paying off student loans. They yeah. have other debt that is important for them to like, once again, like make it less scary. Like, so you can sleep at night, get yeah. rid of that debt. And yeah. um, that's what... I think one of the reasons I shy away from from debt in general is because what if I want to quit my job? What if what if I lose my job? What if you know I I want to have that flexibility? And I think that that's another piece of thinking about debt reduction is kind of like what sort of freedom do you have? What sort of weight do you have off your shoulders? Yeah, definitely. I love that where it's and that gives you one more sort of reason to tackle your debt. Yeah. It could even be as simple as writing down like, you know, I want to yes. pay off my credit cards so I can do X, Y, and Z. Yes. So I can, you know, save more money for retirement or like go on a nice vacation. And I think that's an, it's important for people to keep in mind because um, it's it's t- sometimes it's too easy just to ignore the credit card debt and be like, oh, I'll take care of that later. <laughs> or maybe someday when I win the lottery or it's something like that. And it's, uh, yeah, I think it's really just about looking at the, the whole picture of your finances. I always loved the phrase that, you know, the best way to eat an elephant yeah. is one bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sort of how I've approached various things in my life is just kind of being able to look at what's the next yeah. best step that I can take to, yeah. to tackle this. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Well, thanks, thanks for the conversation. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.